when did you fall in love with like women in hip hop? everybody that song that you just heard was don't play with it by lola brooke featuring billy b now when i first heard this like when i first listened to it i don't know why but before because i was listening to it and it was on in the background and i was like um like scrolling through twitter or something and i just it just reminded me of philly like not the accent but I, it was the the vibe was giving me Philly, and then I went and I like looked at the video. Obviously, they're not in Philly. They're these are obviously like New York ass niggas. But there was something about it that just felt very Philly to me. Like it, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I look. I I love the energy of it. Honestly, mm-hmm. like it felt like just like off the rip. Like let's go. Right. Like, yeah, Brie, that's very it. you. Like you like kind of that. You you kind of are a drill girl in my opinion. Like you kind of like that people just spit in bars and talking their shit. So yeah, it it fits yeah. you. I like the bravado. Like I like the okay, like let's just go in. No, like, yeah, that shit was from going. Her, that shit was from her chest. Like for from real, for chest. real. How did you I don't think I've ever heard of Lola Brooke. Where did you find her? Shami? Me either. Um, don't you remember that uh viral video of those girls doing the freestyle, like the New York girls doing the freestyle? At yes. The, um, it looked like it was at a radio station. I don't know. Like no, it was like the green. I, don't. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think you didn't see it. I think it was like it's kind of like a green tint. I believe it was. No. It was like a bunch of girls from New York, and it was a cipher type thing. And I was like, I'm gonna pick somebody from from this group to like look into their songs some more. And Lola, her her name kind of like popped up a lot. So I was like. I'm gonna choose her. Okay, so she's she's like out here. Like Yeah. Okay, doing her thing. All right. Well, get into get into Miss Lola Brooke. Get into Um, it, yeah. Yeah, get into it. Okay, but hi guys. Hi again. This is the second time we've recorded this week. Also for everybody for everybody um wanting to, you know, uh, you know, just skip right ahead to the interview. Um, I'll put in the show notes uh at what point the interview starts. Um, and I also just want to, um, say, uh, real quick, um, because we, the recording got cut off before we could, um, there were several, um, things that were mentioned, like books and scholars that the recording got cut off. So I just want to mention those. So there was Hood Feminism by Mickey Kendall is something you should, um, look up. Kaylin Coghill, um, is, you know, a hip hop feminist scholar, womanist scholar and blues legacies and black feminism by Angela Y Davis and Kaisha Jennings um who actually I think Sherma you just sent us a piece that uh that she just she did she um analyzed it's called city girls hot girls and the reimagining of black women in hip-hop in digital spaces so those are some more like hip-hop womanist hip-hop feminist like uh works that um Adira had mentioned and the recording like got cut off before and we just talked a little bit after so the um so get into those look into those follow them on twitter follow them on the instagram like share their work read their work support black women who are doing the work to center black women in hip-hop and womanist and feminist spaces um 
But yeah, so we had our interview and it was really, really good. And this is actually the, the second time, like I said, the second time we're meeting this week, but we didn't get to like chat last time. So like yeah. we usually do. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's your, what you into? What you listening yeah, to? Yeah, Shermie, you how's, your, how's your job? Shermie like, has a it? job, y'all. J-O-B. Working for the man. Working for y'all the man. So like, funny. got benefits and shit. Like, Shermie got somewhere to be. Nine to five. <laughs> Just yeah. somewhere to be. Somewhere to be. Nine to five. Like, like for real. Has a lunch break. Yeah, I don't really use my lunch break because I work from home. So, like, mm, but Brand it's been, stop. You know, it's been cool. It's cute or whatever. As long as this day work from home situation, I could, I could dig it. What else has been going on though for you though? Besides this teaching. Honestly, I have been like chilling. I am nine episodes. I'm on the last episode of the Netflix show Inventing Anna. Mm. And all I have to say is 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 sometimes white is right because how the fuck let me tell you my nigga my nigga my nigga ass never would have got away this bitch is not only scamming people like she's not just scamming people for like chanel bags and birkin she's trying to get loans from banks saying she's an heiress no this bitch is scamming banks she stole a private jet to go to warren buffett's house are you out of your mind? She's she got she got her picture pinned up in every five star hotel in New York City, saying this bitch don't pay her bill. I that level of scamming is almost like admirable. Like oh and God. and no black person could get no, away with true. that. Yeah, no black person could get away with that type of shit. And Even like the like, Tinder swindler, baby. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's very very scandalous. Talk about my enemies are after me. Can you take right. out a loan for thirty thousand dollars? Fifty thousand dollars. Like Ch- these girls are in debt, debt. Child, six figures debt. Can't and when I when it. I tell you all I would have him was a prayer. Don't you ever call. Don't Thoughts you ever. And prayers. When my if my friends ever fix their mouths <laughs> to ask me to borrow over a hundred dollars, I don't even give my mama five dollars. I'ma be looking at they ass real and crazy. I with her. <laughs> I'ma be looking at they ass real crazy. The fuck you talking about? Can I? Cause baby, let me tell you how I wouldn't have gotten approved for none of those loans. None of it. Not one of them. Talking about okay, can you take out another loan? Fifty thousand dollars. Can you take out another loan? And whole time he spent it on another bitch. Robin Peter wow. to pay Paul. These niggas is crazy, y'all. Yes. I heard he got a dating show coming out. Or he wants a dating show. He got signed Please to the stop. agency. Please stop. I don't know if, I don't I know know if it's he... true. But I Let me tell you. That's, that's, how, that's how you know. Like, white people don't ever face any real consequences. Like, I know all the money that he makes, he's going to have to pay them in restitution. Like, like, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to have to pay them in something like restitution. Because he's fraud. No, I don't think, he's like, he I don't think them. so. I think what? no. I think those girls are just in debt. Like they're just in debt. Like that's they're it. They're in debt because they willingly did it. They willingly Ooh. gave them his their money. That's disgusting to me. Very it's just manipulation. Very, very disgusting. That's disgusting. Not, I don't want to put just there, but um. So what's up with you, Bree? Uh, you know. Yeah. What's up? With I've you? been I've been doing a new routine. I've been waking up at six mm, a.m. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Going to the gym, meditating, getting myself right yes. so i feel good i'm like i'm my year started in february for me so we're about 20 <laughs> days in, in february so i'm being honest february yeah. wasn't that good of a start if i'm being honest this black christmas wasn't that good <laughs> 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 
There's been a lot going on. There's been a lot going on. We'll try again in June. I'm going to say June. Nah, June. We'll try again in June. June is Black History Month part two for sure. Yes, we'll try again in June. But then y'all also know Black History Month in the UK is October. So we got two more chances. Okay. To get it right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's all plan a visit to the UK in October. Yes, that would be nice. Yeah, a nice little vacay abroad. Let's okay. do it. But Where my girls at takes London? Takes London. London. Um, somebody invite us to London. Um, Steph, yeah. Miss Banks, Iverian, please, oh, yes. yes, come on. We want to come. You got a show. You got a show. We want to come. come. We want to come to London. <laughs> uh, but I think we got a lot of great topics for today. Like, uh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's going on. A lot of um, announcements. So, where do you all want to start? Like, yeah. Okay, let's actually start with new music because we always end with new music. That's but, true. Okay. Bitch, we have to talk about this baby Taso. Mm, Let me listen. tell you how I'm mm, back in my hoe. Mm, <laughs> bitch, I'm back in my hoe era. She just reignited it. She told I'm me, like, you're right, and I you're hopped right. right back into my bag. Okay, she <laughs> right. hopped right back into my bag. She said, uh, swallow his, and then she said something about spitting it in his mouth. Like, what? No, she's like, swallow your kids and then spit, spit it back in, in your mouth. And then, she, like, and then she's like, and then she's like, uh, <laughs> she said, there's nothing wrong with the facial. Like, I heard it's good for the skin. Listen, I said, are you so nasty? While I was at the gym, Ooh. like, I was like, oh, it came out. And then I was like, listening, and I was like, in the middle of a set, and I was like, like you had to stop to like i had to stop to listen wait a minute wait i was like this is a lot but yo i've been bumping it i've been no non-stop 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 i like the double release that she did yeah did Did you like the other song and she did the r&b song i thought it was cute i didn't listen so i thought it was okay (laughs) It it reminded me of um it sounded familiar to something that she has already released. Like it's had oh, a similar yeah. type mm-hmm. of like beat, um, like lyrics. But yeah, no, I thought it was similar to something she had already released. Loving it. Okay, uh, Brie Runway also came with some fucking heat. Fire! fire oh my fire. god, this song is like when the, when it's like summertime and the clubs are like full effect. I just know this is about to go up in the gay clubs. I just wish she had like more of a presence in the U.S. because I I'm oh! I wish so bad because she could literally like be the fun girl songs that we're like missing in the club for the. This game. is mm-hmm. it. This is the song. Are you kidding me? This is the yeah. song. This want, is the song we're missing. I don't know what her team is or like who she's signed to. If she's in the U.S. Yeah, no, in the U.K. Like I don't know oh. if she's signed or anything or if this is like just her releasing stuff independently, but. I kind of want her to have a uh, a similar success to Santana that he's having online. Oh my gosh, Santana is having oh, the yeah. best moment, and you know what? It's so well deserved. It because, is. It truly is. Because it, it's just like he 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 can do it all. You know, he's like, and I think we talk a lot about like, oh, Santana's so funny. Santana so this. Santana can rap. Yeah. Santana has true. bars. Santana has <laughs> a real, good ear. Has a good ear for what's gonna fit his style, for what's gonna fit mm-hmm. him. He can rap. Like he he really does that and deserves like all the success that he's having right now. Like for sure. it, it, everybody is trending on TikTok because yeah. uh, like everybody like he I feel like he's just I mean they have TikTok material right now. Like, when we do on the uh, on the runway for Fashion Week, New York Fashion and, Week. And, and 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 deserve it. And well deserved, you know? Like it, yeah. it he's like deserving it. Um, this sweetie song, obviously I did not like it. 
I was more disappointed that her was on this song. I was like, this was a step below you. Like, but see, like I said, like I said, I don't know what her's doing these days. Like, none of these moves are making sense. None of these collaborations are making sense to me lately. Like, why are you on a DJ Khaled song, her? What's happening? What's happening? Also, didn't this closer song sound like a little bit similar to Back to the Streets to you all? I I really, I really think they're. I like Back in. to the Streets though. I like I Back to the Streets, but I'm just saying like it's into, um commercial songs, so like songs that could be played on a commercial song. And you know what? Um, Vince Staples was just talking about this. Kind yeah, of thing. like they're they're because yes. here's the thing: if they're not somebody dumb. tried to put out a a serious song, like how serious would you take it? Not at all. Especially mm. in, at this point in her career when we've like seen where it's kind of like, mm, girl, I don't know what it looked like. You know, like probably early in the day if she put out a serious song that could have potentially been a bop, it could have worked. But like, I think now they're more so leaning into her being like pop rap, commercial That's songs. true. Not even pop I've hearing, rap. I've been hearing, uh, what is it? Uh, I'm coming in fast. Like I've heard that on a bunch of different commercials. And you know what? Recently. And like I said, Vince Staples was just talking about this, like on an interview about like his album Big Fish Theory. I don't know if you remember, but when that dropped, it was like everywhere, and it was in. Uh, but he said he did it. He made that album specifically so that it could be syndicated in and synced in movies and TV shows. And it, one of the songs was literally in the commercial for Black Panther. It was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And he said about like seventy five percent, eighty percent of that album was syndicated, was synced in movies and TV shows. And I think that's what Sweetie's that's doing so right now. And I think that's mm-hmm. what Sweetie's doing right now. Either that that's or she's smart. just really not good at this. She's just really not good at this. <laughs> she's just really not good at rapping. Because it's, it's, it, like, there has to be some str- strategy behind this like just terribleness and like commerciality of what she's doing. The strategy is that they're not going to stop her. They're not going to stop her musically. Or no. like, she's not going to stop musically. The labels aren't going to be like, okay, girl, we just need to cut this. So it's like, girl, where can you fit? Right. And the fit right now is songs that's going to be played in Forever 21. In Forever 21. Old Navy commercials. H&M. The old Navy H&M. Commercial. Girl, but listen, that's what it's giving. Yeah. It's no, giving right. it's giving five ninety nine buy one get one free one through the free. weekend right. like presidential weekend presidential sale. weekend sale like that's what it's giving and I guarantee if I turn on the t- I don't have cable but if I t- if I had cable right now if I was I, I could flip I could flip to a channel and that's gonna be on a commercial of mm-hmm. a of a short of a store nobody shops at of a store sweetie mm-hmm. don't shop at but okay. you know what get paid exactly. and you know right. I'm their strategy that. is get money that's her strategy yeah. <laughs> Okay, right. what are our thoughts on Bussin'? Yeah, what are, what are our thoughts on Bussin'? So originally, I thought that this was going to be the song that we got, the first drop. You thought this was going to be it? No, I thought, like, this is the vibe. That's actually the Oh, song. yeah. I like, the vibe, the feel yeah. that we were going to get. Um, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I didn't really, I was like, okay. But it, it didn't, it wasn't like, I don't actively like this, but... It didn't impress me. Like I don't. I don't really. Yeah. Have, I, I, like I, I just impressed. I. I just. I'm not impressed. Like this is a lackluster ass comeback she's having. I thought I it was agree. gonna be better. Yeah. But I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we're just like working because they are two different songs. So maybe they're trying very to see different. I think what gets like the reaction. Like yeah. What, 
And do we have a problem is, you know, number two I'm gonna say on it's the number chart. Two. It's number mm-hmm. two on the Billboard charts, which she made a whole thing about, of course, about, you know, not going number one. Because, you know, our fans be working like it's a full-time fucking job. No, because it right? is a full-time job for them. On, it is. On, on, it is. Well, I mean, they ain't got no job. They 12. So <laughs> all they got to do is, like, sneak their phone into the school bathroom and, and, and start tweeting, Nicki Minaj is the queen of rap. And fuck Cardi B. And, like, that's their whole day. It's not homework. It's not learn fractions. It's not learn contractions or how to structure an essay. All right, the teacher Mariah is coming out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, were there any other songs on this list that we wanted to talk about before we move on Uh, to the topic? Because we've already kind of talked about that. No thanks. What else? Okay, let's talk about Nicki Minaj then. Did y'all listen to Shinsia's new song with 21 Savage? No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> I wasn't interested. I'm. Uh, she hasn't. Uh, I don't. I just. It. It. It hasn't captured. She hasn't me, been so. hitting. She yeah. hasn't been hitting recently. It, yeah, for so, me at least. So I'm not. I'm. I'm just like okay. If it. If it's like it pops up and it like sh- comes up on my shuffle or some shit and it's cool. Okay, I'm gonna listen to it. But mm-hmm. I don't think I'm actively seeking out her music because it just is not giving. Like the talent that I know she has, yeah. exactly. Like the talent that I know she has, like it's like lackluster. Like, what is she going for? You know, what's her? What is this? I really think I really think their goal yeah. is to like fit into the American crowd, but I don't necessarily. But she doesn't have to change. Like she doesn't have to, to do, do that. that, right? She doesn't have you, to change to do that. I mean, I don't know if y'all remember this, but were y'all? I mean, this wasn't that long ago, but it was these two girls from. England, I don't know which city specifically, but they they had a song, and I believe that they they are signed to QC or they was signed to QC, and it was very much like British accent with like hella like British accents meet the city girls, and like the video of them went like super viral, oh. and everyone was like, this does not make sense, like this is not it, like this is terrible, not necessarily because like they were terrible rappers, but it's because like mm-hmm. why are you like why are they trying to make Watch it. Why are they like, yeah, not. like that's that's not how they talk in the UK. So like, why are they saying these type of slang words? And who was it? I don't. I don't. This I cannot. Like, to me. oh my god, I'm gonna look it up again. Yeah. But I swear to God, like, okay, keep mm-hmm. going on the show. But when I find it, I'm gonna send it yeah. to y'all. Sure. Right. Uh. Okay. So. Uh. Speaking of Nicki Minaj, while we're on the subject, um, mm-hmm. like we said, um, do we have a problem? Is number two on the charts? I don't think it's gonna go number one. I think this is the highest it's gonna. Peak. This isn't. This is. This it. is the highest it's gonna peak. It might fall off the charts in like a week. Um. And Big Energy is at number twenty eight, and I just wanna say to all you haters out there, I said this would happen. I said this would happen. You are a believer. You're right. Exactly. I was a believer. Go back and listen to the episode where I said it. And now what's what's the girl doing now? She's performing on late night TV shows. She's going on it. She's headlining her own tour. She has her first solo chart injury. I said this would happen. I'm really happy for her. I'm really, really happy for her. I mean, we knew what the name change was for, was yeah. for, but yeah. I don't think no one predicted that big energy would be. Okay, well, I did. Well, I'm going to say besides um, you, but yeah, I, you. I, I think this wasn't on people's uh, 2020, Radar, yeah. 2022 uh, bingo. But you know what? Now it is. Don't ever count her out because all she's been doing is looking good and fucking working. And I'm really proud of her. No bullshit for Lotto this year. And that's okay. exactly what the fuck she needs. 
But Nicki Minaj versus TikTok. Let's talk about this disaster of a TikTok Holy event, child. So Nicki Minaj um, hosted a surprise Zoom call with, it was supposed to be for TikTok's Black History Month um, right. campaign or whatever. Um, I don't know why she did that. Um, I mean, I know why, but it's so random and so like blatant. Can we just like, you start been... with um, the choice of Nicki? Yeah, like why her? Well, I think that maybe she had reached out to them. Mm. I don't think it was the other way around. Okay. Because we knew the single was coming out. And right. we, we know she's like what she's trying to do with it. Like you can, mm-hmm. there's a huge TikTok push for it. And sure. that and like I said, like I always say, don't ever think shit happens out of nowhere. Everything is somebody's job. Okay? Yep. And yep. you don't think that somebody was like, Hey, this is how you get that number one. Mm, you know okay. well you keep going so, to the story but that was that was interesting no but like and then so obviously like you probably heard about how all these black creators are in the zoom call a bunch of them didn't get the link a bunch of them couldn't get into the room no, a lot of black creators did not get to ask any questions and it was a bunch of white creators and non-black poc creators that were talking over them and it's like how how very fitting of TikTok to do this to these black creators who, without whom this platform would just or be, fueling would the platform. be, would just go downhill. Cause let me tell you this. I have not seen one video of one of them D'Amelio people on TikTok since I joined. Not one. I also worked very hard to make sure that my uh, TikTok for you page stays black. So. But even before I knew how that worked, they never came up on it. It was the black they people. They also didn't come up on mine either. I would get so, some white people, so, but I would never get them. It's never them. The white people are never them. So so explain to me how you host this event and it's supposed to be for black people mm-hmm. and you invite all these extra people and then you don't let any of the black people talk. You don't let any of the black people ask That questions. was the start of this terrible black history month. That's not that was. Like. It truly was. Because all these black creators are like, oh, I'm so excited to be Nicki Minaj. Then 12 hours later, they're all like, y'all have no idea how fucked up this was. And I feel so bad for them because they're working so, so hard. Bad. And getting nothing in return. Getting who, nothing. Who, who was on the um, highest paid uh, TikTok? Not list? one of them. Not mm-hmm. one of the people who are keeping that app, who are carrying that shit on their backs. Yo, and it really so sucks. And it really yeah. sucks. Speaking what of really Nicki like Minaj, hurt me about it was that like a lot of the people were like, a lot of the non-black people were like, um, oh, like it, like black history should be like celebrated. It's for everyone to celebrate. And I'm like, bro, fuck that. Shut if up. They, if they would have told you that like no. the founders of Black Lives Matter would have been there, you would not be that pressed to go in. Like, or if up. they had said, or if they had said like, oh, this is an event for you know, um, Pride Month. Um, and, uh, we're, we're celebrating like, you know, trans activists and it had been like, uh, you know, like, uh, um, Kim Petras or somebody, um, wouldn't you be mad if it's a bunch of cis people, a bunch of cis white or cis black people, non-queer mm-hmm. who are speaking up. But when it comes to black people, nobody wants to. They just say they want to meet Nicki Minaj. They saw they Nicki Minaj. I said, hell yeah, I'm there. Like, that's all you gotta you know say. What? Just say that. You know what? But the <laughs> yeah, thing is, is why? Like, Why? Why can't they just like? Why can't we just have anything to ourselves? Because then know. that would be equality. That would mean that like change is actually happening. And like, uh, no, I'm just an activist for y'all, and I just support y'all. But like, y'all need. Y'all, before we move on from Nicki Minaj, and let's just let this be the last thing. Did y'all see her tweets yesterday? No, about what? No, bird brain ass bitch, tweet tweeting about the vaccine again. 
Oh no, no I'm good. I'm I did good. not see that. Okay, we I won't talk about show, it. I did see her show her ass on Instagram live though. You won't see that? No. No, I saw her like, arguing with that girl on TikTok though. Of course. So she, of course she was. Of course she was. What else? What else yeah. does she have to do? It's not like she has a, a an infant child to take care of. It's not like she has a husband who's in constant embroiled in legal battle. She has time all the time in the fucking world to be on TikTok arguing with niggas. Please go to hell. Okay, we got the uh, mess out the way. Let's get some fun anyway, stuff going. Let's get some anyways, fun stuff going. Okay. Oh, what like, do you want to go? Yes, go let's breathe. talk about Meg. She well, got, a, she got a lot of shit going on, so what's up? She does. Okay, well, first I was going to say, like, still on kind of the topics, like, hinting at a new album. I'm curious to see, like, what this will look like. I really um, think it's going to be another Hot Girl Summer, like I another Fever so. situation. But I did no, hear there's a collab with Dua Lipa. Like, oh, everybody's, really? like, all really? but confirmed. Everybody's, like, all the little sites, everything is, like, the collab with Dua Lipa has happened. It's coming. Ooh. What is that going to sound like? Say, do I don't know. Like? I don't huh. know. I really don't know. But I don't think Meg is, like, in her pop. That's what I'm like. like has, she's has not Meg the person to call. For pop? No. No. no, she hasn't. Remember that Maroon Five song? Yes. But we know how I feel about Maroon Five. So yeah, so I'm like, biased. I liked um, her on uh, B- BTS, or maybe I just like BTS, and it was like cute. But she I've never heard a BTS song, but I didn't think it was different. You know, I'm like, say, if it you, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It was like yeah. okay. It was like okay. So if and I hate to bring her up, you know, because she's in a completely different category. But think of like Ariana Grande and Doja Cat. Like, mm-hmm. like, or Doja Cat in like any, like she can do that because right. she has that versatility. And I just have not seen that in Meg, but I definitely exactly. am going to listen. Like I'm excited. And speak, and then they also performed Megan and Doja. And did Sweetie also perform at the Fanatic Super Bowl party? She performed like, at another party. At another party? Oh, Somebody has okay. Sweetie. Child, they asked how to perform again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Doja Cat had a Super like bowl commercial like with taco bell, yeah, with taco taco bell. bell. and yeah. she recorded and she recorded that song that mm-hmm. um that um courtney love song celebrity skin or something like that mm-hmm. um and then and meg, meg had a, a commercial as well with frito lay and then cardi b got uh had a go puff had a go puff commercial like get in your fucking bags that's exactly what i'm talking about okay because <laughs> we know super bowl commercials money no for real and they really are like all in their like they're just it, I just love how they're. I love just, how they're getting like really incorporated in the sports a little bit. Yeah, like, right, like not they're even, really present. They're really present. Present in all this like big business. Like Bia has partnered with Robin Hood and with Dolls Kill for a makeup line, and mm-hmm. I'm like that is what Bia deserves. You know, we yeah. said we put her on that list last year, and then we put she got our award this year of biggest come up. And I think she's gonna she have. She runs off of it. She runs. Off I, she it. and you know what? I appreciate. <laughs> I respect that because it's like you know you got to strike while it's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really do. You got to strike really while do. it's hot, and she's been hinting at new collabs with people, and I'm like, that's good. Like you need the girls need to be collabing together. And I'm because, happy she's riding off this uh, for certain success. Like, yes. I think that I think that album was really good. So I really like. I think for she certain. could push this for the year, and then like maybe give us a little something at the end of the year. Yeah, I don't think we need another like yeah. be a project. Let's get some little singles. Let's yeah. get you. Let's get you up there. Let's get you. Let's get some performances. These, yeah, let's get you on these like uh, circuits, these festival circuits. Like, let's get Bia out there. Mm-hmm in front of people so people it's not just like the niche 
oh, we're in this community, know who Bia is, right. and we fuck with mm-hmm. Bia. No, it's everybody who's fucking with Bia. Let's give Bia a pop slap. I'm not talking like a Dua Lipa, but like, what about Charlie XCX, you know? Like, well, Baby you Tate. Know Charlie's about to go on tour with us. Right, 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 <laughs> right. And Baby Tate's about to go on tour with Charlie XCX, and I really think that's going to be a big moment for her. Oh, it is. Because it's, I, that, who's, that was who's Charlie XCX. Charlie XCX. Think. Did you ever hear the song? Boom, clap, sound in my heart, the beat goes on. I think they do have a song together too, I believe. Oh, really? And then you know that other song that uh, Charlie XCX did uh, with Iggy Azalea? I'm going to say Fancy. Uh, fancy, I'm so oh. fancy. That's her. Oh, that's her. That. That's Charlie XCX. She's really big in the gay community. I say, yeah, community. she's really big. Got really it, big in it. the gay community. Um, and I think it's like, I think this is going to be a big moment for Baby Tate, though. I really do. Yeah. I but really I have, do. I have a question for y'all about, um, so we're about to, so this is our second or third tour that we've announced in a week. I mean, yes. since the last recording. So it's very yep. clear that the girls are like, about to start going on tour or yeah, like, yeah. you know. Everybody is. So what, what are we looking for in a tour? What are we are expecting from tour performances or mm. what do we want to see? Because I think it's going to be the year of performances for the girls. That's what I want to see. A performance. I want a show. Okay? I want you up there. I want you moving. I want you to give us some razzle-dazzle. I want you to give us some visuals. I want you to give us some dance moves. I want you to pull out the hits for the fans, but also pull out the, the deep cuts that only the fans know. Like, I want a show. I want some good merch. Don't just, uh, yes. you know, iron your logo onto a Hanes I t-shirt. Would like, I, would like I want some, some nice, shit with some care. I agree. I would like that too. Um, And I think adding on top of that, I'd like to see like, I don't know, some like crowd involvement more, like being able to interact with the fans a little bit. Like I yes. like when they also have those personal moments where in between songs and sets, like they get to tee up songs of like, hey, I was in this type of state. Like this is what inspired me to write that. And like, a lot of I them- like seeing those connections. And a well, lot of them aren't seasoned like enough. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, right. the songs, they got to they gotta hit like that. <laughs> it's, so it's, maybe it's, maybe yeah. Baby Tate can give us that with, like, the After the Rainbow, because we know that that was about um, after a breakup. Yeah. But um, I don't know if a lot of the girls got that just yet. They don't have the range. Like, they're still very afraid of live performances. I think a lot of them that don't have true. that. So it, it's definitely something you want to see. Um, It's definitely something that's very interesting. But... Yeah. Are we gonna get it? Who knows? I mean, but I'm excited to see it. Like, I don't know which one I'm gonna see. I don't know which one I'm gonna be able to see. I'm, but, real, I'm not gonna go to this Charlie one. I'm not. Uh, gonna, that's not really my vibe. I didn't. I know one Charlie XCX song. The lotto one know. might get me because it got the lotto one. Yeah, Santana is Cali. Um, who else? Someone else is on that. Um, that I really want to see. So I might end up going to the lotto one because it's general admission. So. Mm-hmm. The ticket's not going to be that much, and I can just show up. Um, but I'm definitely going to try and go to some of these, though. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Okay, so we talked about... Uh, Ooh. Oh, go ahead. Go on. Uh, Meg uh, having her <laughs> store uh, Snapchat show. Snapchat with her show fur with babies. her fur babies. Snapchat I'm excited. show? I'm upset that it's a Snapchat show, because... When's the last time you all used Snapchat? I haven't used it. So. I haven't downloaded the app since Snapchat like. is actually a very, very popular app. Like it's still alive. As what? someone who works in the digital advertisement space, mm-hmm. people are dead ass like still running like ads and like are getting good money off of Snapchat ads. And like really? having a Snapchat show is damn near 
somewhat equivalent to like having like a good web series. I did not know that. I did not know that. I didn't know that either until I took that class. (laughs) Snapchat is not as dead as it like may seem to us like I don't use Snapchat. People well, are like, I was excited. I was excited about it because I was like, oh, like she has her own show. She gets to like bring in new, like some of her like celebrity friends and they like, get to hang out. But I was like, it's on Snapchat though. Like, I'm probably. The thing is, the kids are the using clips. Snapchat. So, like, the yeah. high schoolers and I didn't the, know that. Um, elementary school, like, they're using Snapchat. So, mm. maybe, really? I don't know. The kids at talking. my school aren't even allowed to bring phones. Like, they have to hand in their phones. It's oh, wow. I, I really don't you are know. You are in rich school. Like, they, they aren't even allowed to bring phones. So, I wow. don't know, but... I mean, good for her! Like, no, she's got that some guests. Like, Ricky oh, Thompson's man. on it. Kelly Rowland's on it. Like, people are on the Normani. show! Normani. Normani's on it. Yeah, and, like, I also... I don't think I see it on here, but, like, she got... She's in a movie now. Meg's yes! Movie. She's gonna be in a movie with Nathan Lane, mm-hmm. Megan Mullally, and it's a musical. Yeah, it's like eight, It's 824, and it's a musical comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's like so her first big. See, yeah, I'm interested to see what it'll be like. Um, it'll be interesting to see her like acting a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So it's nice that she. What do be we in think? Do we space. think? Do we think? What do we think it's gonna be like? Yeah, it's an A24 musical comedy called "Fucking Identical Twins." Bowen Yang, Melon, Megan Mullally, um, Nathan Lane, and Megan The Stallion. <laughs> like, is she like uh, in it? In it? Or? Yes, she's in it. Are we talking Chris Brown? Uh, no, no, no. I don't know. Well, I don't know. We have. Are we talking Chris Brown? Stump the yard. Are we talking about Chris Brown this Christmas? I don't know. I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. That's all the information that's been released about it. So I yeah. don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Rooting for her. This, but okay. Rooting for her. Okay. What about um, Young M A? Can we talk about oh, that, please? Can we talk about that? <laughs> First of all, this I so watch. Random. First of all, I watch We Bear Bears. Like when I'm high as shit, that show is so really? fucking funny. When Where's I'm high, on? That's oh my god, it's on Cartoon Network. It's actually okay. incredibly well written. It's so fucking funny. I've heard that a high, lot of their cartoons have been like really, really good. Like I used to watch Craig. Their fucking cartoons are so good. Like their cartoons are and, like, really everyone well was into written. Steven Universe. Everyone was into that. It's, it's like their cartoons are so fucking funny on Cartoon Network. Like their programming has like just gone up and up and up. And I think We Bear Bears is so such a smart, like quick little children's comedy. But there's some jokes that are gonna go over kids' heads that I sure. get. That I get. Sure. And I'm like, oh, this is for me too. And so when I'm high, I always turn that shit on. So when so how do you I feel saw... about hearing Younger May's voice? <laughs> First of all, I didn't recognize it until I saw the clip on um yeah, on Twitter. Twitter. And then I was like, wait a motherfucking minute. <laughs> I said, you better get that bag. But the thing is, is it it really worked. It is. Like I it, it really worked. I think yeah, it really I think fault. it really worked. Like I think she did a really good job on the on the episode. So I wasn't mad at it. I'm gonna sure. have to go back and watch like the show like yes. i didn't see the full episode just go okay but i want to know um what other because like, like do y'all remember when uh like celebrities used to pop up on cartoons be like, girl oh, the proud yeah, family's about to come back that's what i'm saying so yeah. like you know they all gonna be on the proud family see? well they put a list out who's gonna be on the proud family i think Lizzo's Lizzo. gonna be on there Lizzo's in it. i know lil nas x i lil don't nas know about him. any other girls but um first of all i i really think that santana i think santana and flo millie and baby Tate 
and I like who else? Definitely Doja Cat. Um, maybe Meg. Um, I don't know. Like, I just want to see Cardi B. Definitely, I want I them to, to be. Do- I want to see too. them. I want to see them doing voiceover work. I don't give a fuck what it's for, but I want to see them doing voiceover work. I can see Doja Cat definitely being Doja Cat, yeah, yeah, like it's kind Santana of would be Santana would eat with some voiceover work. I think I think Flo Millie would be really good with it too. Like mm-hmm. I, I just think she has this very interesting like voice and unique, also unique voice, and, yeah. And, like there's sometimes when I watch an old episode of The Proud Family and I'm like, that's that's this person, that's that person. Like you can mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. like that's Monique, that's Anthony Anderson, that's yeah. Shirley Ralph. Like you can just place them, and it's like, damn, you can't really do that anymore. So I, w- I like that we're bringing that back, and I think mm-hmm. the Proud Family is gonna usher that back in. Like, I and it. especially with COVID now too, like. Niggas is trying to get into voiceover work because you don't have to be vaccinated to do it. And you really yeah. don't gotta leave the comfort of your I'm own. Saying, home. You ain't gotta go nowhere. Exactly. I wanna see um I wanna see the city girls on the new proud family and I want them Girl, to be oh DJ cousins. They I would eat they would eat if they played this <laughs> Oh, I so hope funny. they get cast in that. The city girls need to be doing voiceover work. Carisha Carisha's voice, voice, come on. Please. <laughs> they need to be Dijanae's like that. little sisters and brother. What are her sisters' names? Paprika. All the or spices, cinnamon, all the spices, all cin- cinnamon. Like they need to be them, okay? <laughs> or they can be BB and CC. That would be so funny. Okay. Yes, <laughs> they can be BB and CC. That is so funny. But they should be on that. Breedy, um, oh, anybody I want? I said Doja Cat would be really cool. I feel like on a cartoon or like. Cardi B, I think, would be hilarious. I think Cardi B would too. eat. Cardi would like, so Cardi B would eat. You know what it's kind of giving like me? Like, her laugh. I'm like, seeing, like, yeah. when, um, when Mariah Villain. Mariah Carey was on uh, The Proud Family, like, when she came in for that one episode. Yeah. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of And she played, that. like, Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. And she played, like, Mariah Carey. I think Cardi B should play Cardi B on the TV show. That would be so fucking funny. She's so enough good. of a character on her own. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Um. Yeah. Okay, so what else is going on here? We have some things. Um, I want to talk about um, ooh, Lizzo. Oh, oh yeah, no, we could do Lizzo first. We could do Lizzo. Lizzo? Say, yeah, Lizzo has a new reality competition show for uh, finding like big girl dancers um, on Amazon. Amazon is really hopping in their music bag. They're in their music, bag. Their bag. In their music oh. bag, which tells me we're about to be getting more like Amazon documentaries from these peoples. Mm. Like, I'm telling you, like the programming, like Rihanna does the Savage X Fenty show with Amazon yep. every year. Lizzo has mm-hmm. this new reality competition. I feel like mm-hmm. Nikki's been teasing some stuff with Amazon that might be happening. Like I think Amazon's about to hop. Mary J. Blige had that uh that docu that documentary oh, yeah. on Amazon. Like they're they're hopping into their into their into their bag with it a little bit. You know, I'm yeah. really excited about this Lizzo thing. As a fat person who can't dance, I never could be on it, but I fuck with it. I fuck with it. Like no, I, I, I think it's so it. beautiful. And from the trailer, the girls look like they are giving. Like they are yes. dancing. They're dancing. They're dancing. So for dancing. all y'all that be complaining, like you can't find no plus size dancer, where the fuck Lizzo get all these girls from? Exactly. And I hope we get to know True. each and every one of their personalities too. I hope it's like a like an America's Next Top Model kind of situation. It seems like it's gonna be like a little bit of mess, just like a, a I really, I just want some mess. Like of course when it is. have we? Of course when have we? When have we ever had a reality show with all fat black women? Like I want, I want some mess, you know. Like I just, I want it to be the thing. Like I'm very excited to tune into this. Um, I think this is more so like even important, just like representation, like yeah. being able to like 
I don't want to say like normalize, like, but like, I guess normalize in a way that like you can be like successful on this type of platform dancing right. for a huge pop star like Lizzo. Right. Um, and who like, puts on a show? Who puts on a, a show? Working for Lizzo show. is nothing. Like, nothing but you got to be in shape. You, you got to be in shape. Be you can't be up there like go. Sweetie out of breath because it's not going <laughs> It's not going to work. Because if you're working for Lizzo, baby, you're dancing. Dancing, you're moving, you're up, down, <laughs> left, right, split, turnover, right. Tick, like okay, like you're doing it cool. all. I think it'll be cool to see, and I hope that like this like has a resurgence of you know confidence for women in those communities that like didn't see themselves that like have um lower self esteem, and it's like okay, like not only Lizzo but all these other women are saying this too. Like right. I think that's going to be really empowering, right. uh, really powerful. Yeah. I'm excited, girl. We can't wait, girl. I got Amazon too, girl. So I'll be watching. Yeah, Amazon. I don't have Amazon. I use my friends. But so you got Amazon. Yeah, I got Amazon. I got Amazon. Um, but I can't wait. I really can't wait. What else is on this list that we want to talk about? Um, Well, Eve just had a baby. Eve did have her baby, and she named Mm -hmm. him Wolf. I don't get it, but sure. sure. I'm so happy for her. Ashtray, ashtray, right? (laughs) What? From your from Euphoria, like ashtray. Like that's his name. Like I don't watch I thought the yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I okay. thought the baby's I, name was Wolf. It is, but I'm saying like these random ass like names like Ashtray Wolf. What did Kylie Jenner like name her kid? Like something. I else. definitely don't know what the fuck Kylie Jenner names her fucking. But it was like very, no. Shade I don't know what the hell you talking about. Like how are those two similar? She's Ashtray saying like and how Wolf? it's like random names. That's what she's saying. Random names. They're like random oh, names okay. that don't, wouldn't traditionally be names. <laughs> okay, I'm like this. Does it not the same thing at all? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> There was a you got me. Sure. I, I was okay. you. I was somebody. You. Somebody was understood you, baby. You. I was somebody understood. Because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but um, still very uh happy for Eve. Like I you, love you're that. a mom to a mom to a newborn at 41. That's God exactly bless. how I'm gonna be. That's exactly how I'm gonna be. That's exactly how I'm gonna be. A mom to Ooh. a newborn at 41. I ain't having no kids before then, okay? Y'all I'm not having no kids before. I'm, I'm not having no kids until I find my billionaire like Eve did. What? We can talk do. about uh, Flo Millie, too. She was in a New York Fashion Week show, and she did a yes. of her new song. Yes. Black. I can't wait for it. If can't she don't do nothing, she, she puts on for the dark-skinned girls. Like, she As she motherfucking should. She always does. Yeah, you're right. As she motherfucking should. It's like, she, and, she gonna let y'all know. And she looks stunning. Like, can we just talk about this but woman? But she just, she just she, is stunning. Like, she just, just is. Just like, a, like, just, uh, it's... Beautiful. Like, just so incredibly beautiful a person. And, like, mm. every time I look at her, I'm like, wow. Like, wow. Your team... First of all, you're just stunning on your own. But like mm-hmm. the looks, the hair, the makeup, it just never fucking misses. And the fact that she's talented on top of that, and it seems like everybody fucks with this bitch. Like everybody mm-hmm. just fucks with her. So you don't she have a choice. I just don't imagine her being a bad person. And you know, like we said, we flow militant to the motherfucking end on this bitch. Okay? We <laughs> are flow that's militant. Not thinking about it, I kind of think I want to see a Brie Runway. Brie Runway, Flo Millie collab. Have they ever hinted at that? Have they ever hinted at that? Do they know each other? I don't think think they they do. I don't know. They haven't talked to each other on Twitter or nothing like that, but I I really think they can make some shit shake. 
I'm really, mm. yeah. That would be, that would be like the pretty black girls who just have like incredible flows. Like that wouldn't unite the diaspora. Okay, that would okay. unite the, that <laughs> would unite us all. Okay, that would make it, a, that that would make it a good Black History Month. <laughs> that come on, would it, come if, on. If, even if we just got an announcement, even if they right. just took a photo together, like that would that would be all that I needed. That would all the healing everything. we need. That would make my Black History Month. You know. Oh, we oh, forgot wait. about um Little Sims winning Best New Artist at the Brits. Oh wait, I watched that. Did you watch the speech yes. that she gave? Oh my God, it was so. It was so sweet. I loved it. Like, I love little British, not little British, <laughs> but, I love, but I just love the British accent and she got emotional and I just, no, I really loved it. Congratulations to Little Sims. Yeah, she's been going off Fucking like this deserves. last year. So yeah. I'm thinking she's, she's going to drag it into this year. And she yeah. should. I don't know much about like the me music either. scene outside of the girls. Yeah, um, me either. I, I don't pay attention to these niggas. <laughs> Nor should we. Nor but my girl, she's making a lot of recognition, so I'm excited. And for not that. even just from people in the UK either. Mm-hmm. Like just recognition all over, which mm. tells me why do I think like because like why she's gonna go on tour? I don't know. She, I'm not talking about like a tour, but why do I think she's gonna be like on Kendrick Lamar's new album? Or Ooh. or why do I think that like there's a collab for them in the future? I can like, see. Why, I see it. Like I see it. Like I see it. Okay. Don't don't I don't have any follow up or any explanation to this why is I all see just, it. Uh, guesstimation, y'all. But, but I but I see it. But I really fucking see it. Now when it happened, y'all know we A and R. When it happens, I I accept PayPal. Uh, I accept uh international wires. Bitcoin, I accept, crypto. I don't accept that. Actually, I need my shit in cold I need my hard real money. motherfucking cash, baby. <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. I don't play. I don't play with none of that shit. I don't accept. I don't accept NFTs. I do not <laughs> accept crypto or Bitcoin or any of that shit. I need money. Um, what else? Okay. Oh, the last thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know if he was gonna bring this up. I was gonna talk about the return of Yo MTV Raps. Yes. Yes. Is this like Which random or does, is this like a thing that's been in the works? Because why is this the first time I'm ever hearing of this? Because this is right. the first time we've ever hear, heard of this. <laughs> So this is random. Like, it just came up. Like, this hasn't been in the works, like, for years. Um, yeah, it's not nothing that people have, like, hinted at that, yo, that MTV Raps is coming back. So it's going to be yeah. on Paramount Plus. Um, <laughs> you funny. I don't, I don't have that, so. I don't either. It's like, why do they keep trying to make all these new streaming services happen? Stop. Right. Stop. Stop. It, please. But just I bring don't... that cable, goddammit, it! If that's the case, well, that's true. That's true. No, literally, one hundred percent. Just bring that cable. But I don't but know if you no, all. This looks um, good. If y'all were around, well, duh, y'all was around. But y'all remember when they brought back TRL for a little bit with yeah, um, and it was with DC Young Fly. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I, the only reason why I really want this one to like really shake and do something is because Diamond Cuts is on it. And she's been mm-hmm. a DJ that like I've heard about for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, like, she sounds familiar. Yeah, her name gets dropped a lot in certain things and like when people talk mm-hmm. about DJs they're like oh like we gotta remember the, the women DJs like her name usually pops up a lot so like mm-hmm. she, she's she been in it for like a good 10 I would say years so okay, at least I know that she can bring something like music wise to it mm. and I'm thinking Casita is supposed to be like the like the comedian mm-hmm. type or it's gonna bring in the Joe Budden crowd <laughs> <laughs> 
the Joe Budden, no. Nick Cannon, that crowd that we need. No, you're not wrong. You're not a wrong. A crowd that uses the word dope in conversation. <laughs> Ew. But, but am I wrong? Because <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. I know. I, you I, know I can, exactly who I'm talking about. I, I can picture it. I can picture it. I got it. But yeah, what what do y'all think? Do y'all see? I hope it goes over well. I mean, like I I have a um I don't know I I don't know how I feel about reboots all the time because it's like you're always trying you're always trying to keep up with what it used to be, and so it's like I don't know. I'm interested to see how it'll go down, but um new new uh people in the in the space, so hopefully they bring like fresh perspective and like. Uh, their own spin to the show, hopefully. Here's what I have. To, here's what I think about it, because I I have been thinking about this since I mm. saw that. Since I saw that yesterday is what I mean. Um, <laughs> I think it's gonna work. Mm, okay. And here's why. I think the TRL reboot didn't work because it came at a time when we were so in these in between stages of pop culture. Like, the new rain wasn't exactly in, and the old rain wasn't exactly out, and it was a very Mm -hmm. weird time. I think Mm -hmm. we are very firmly, very firmly in a new pop culture era where hip-hop is king, Mm -hmm. where where hip-hop permeates all levels of pop culture, Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're going to be putting this on, and and the people in the middle of fucking Kentucky are going to be like, what's this? I don't listen to rap music, because they do. It's not like the clothes they're wearing or anything is going to be, it's not like they're like, everybody's going to get the TikTok references that will inevitably be included. Everybody's going to know the young artists who are on this show. I think now is the perfect time to bring something back like this because hip hop is king in culture right now. And I think this is going to work the way that TRL wanted to work. But mm-hmm. I think here's the thing about that though, since you brought up TRL, I think if it came back today, it would work because we're very back in the 2000s mm-hmm. nostalgia era and people mm-hmm. would flock to TRL, but I and think they would want, have to um, more, not necessarily more access to the celeb, like to the people. But they, they do. Like, but they like they want to see more. I guess like they want to have more areas for them like to perform and like more time for them yeah. to talk compared to just like we don't have shit on a, the internet. Yeah, yeah. we don't That's have a true. TRL. We don't have yeah. a TRL because it's like era. they're going on the they're going on late night shows if they can or like doing like i don't know other random performances that's so true i didn't but we don't have our trl because trl was for a very different audience there was always late night shows in the 2000s but trl was for a very young audience Mm -hmm. and it came at the right time and i think this is coming at the right time so that's an interesting perspective i think it's gonna work i think it could too i think their first season they have to have heavy hitters or like someone who Oh, they're going like to have a big one. They're going to have a big interview. In the works of being a heavy hitter. So yeah. mm-hmm. in order for it to work. So yeah, yeah, I would like to see how they structure this. Yeah, it'll be mm. exciting. Um, Is there anything else on this list we want to talk about? Mm. I'm trying to see what else I put on here. Oh, Megan is hinted at a new album. Cardi hinted at a new album. Um, But we knew that, though. We kind of like yeah. said that that was going to happen. So... That's gonna happen. Um, Koyla Ray is going on Koyla hiatus Ray. because she's feeling drained, but she has a project that's supposedly coming out next yeah. um next month. Um mm. I don't really again, I still don't care for her music, so um but I do yeah. think people should stop being so mean to her. I do Ooh, agree with that as well. So mean to her. Jesus Christ. Like I'm no mean, reason. 
Like, I'm mean, but I always back it up with, you know, these are people that I love and respect. I'm not out here saying you should kill yourself because you're an ugly, mm-hmm. dumb, Right, because we've been saying, like, bitch. crazy shit. Like, yeah, yeah. like, hater shit. Like, yeah. hating their heart. Yeah. Um, which really sucks. Uh, what else? Oh, they use licked in an Ivy Park commercial or Valentine's <laughs> collection, and I guess we were wrong because um, one thing I'm never gonna do is go against Beyonce. Oh, so, I am um, on this one. Sorry. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I go against her on this one, baby. <laughs> Why? What are your thoughts? Even she makes mistakes. Yeah. I mean, it was cute for the commercial, but like, okay. Yeah, the song, the song is still. It didn't make uh, me want to go revisit it just because Beyonce no, put her no, stamp of approval on it. Fair, not at Fair. all. Um, Fair. yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else? No, I don't think so. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Yeah, yes. we really hope you enjoyed the interview. And you know, if you didn't listen to this part at all, you can always come back and revisit it. Um, yeah. So, bye. <laughs> <laughs> And hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Where My Girl's At. And today's actually a really special episode because we have a guest and we have an interview. So we have Adira here, um, and Adira wrote uh, an incredible piece that we're going to talk about today about Dirty South feminism um but before we get into talking about that piece Adira do you just want to like introduce yourself yeah tell us about how you got into this work or your hip-hop background like how did this come up um yeah so thanks for having me again I'm Adira Johnson I am currently a third year PhD student at the Social Justice Institute. Remember that P H E Okay, doctor. Correct. Period. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I actually go to school in Canada. People don't know that. So my university is the University of British Columbia. Yeah. Not the six. Right. Okay. Yeah. So my background is, I guess I'm a student of like African-American studies and hip hop studies, but I've always been connected to like women in hip hop since undergrad. I think my first paper was on like black women's representation in hip hop, like my senior year of college. So that has always just been like my thing. But uh, over the years, um, I've engaged in hip hop feminism a lot through the work of Joan Morgan um, and Trisha Rose specifically. And those are like my feminist, hip-hop feminist foremothers. But really how I kind of got into Dirty South Feminism was because of the isolation that I was experiencing in Canada. Um, more so just the fact that I'm like yeah. the only Black woman in my class. And because my department is so interdisciplinary within the field of like race, gender, and sexuality, I don't know. I just kind of mapped out my own experiences and like made way for myself. And so... Um, I just started writing, like, I don't know, middle of the pandemic, stressed out like everybody was, and I was just doing whatever. So I'm, like, <laughs> writing, like, about my experiences no, growing same. up in Atlanta. I got, no, I absolutely get it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said you grew up in Atlanta. Yeah, 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 I'm an Atlanta girl. I represent Decatur, because that's literally where I, like, grew up, but I'm a Southern oh, girl. Decatur. Okay. Decatur was great. Great. Um, and so... <laughs> So yeah, um, basically I was just thinking about like my experiences growing up as like a black girl in Atlanta 
Um, and thinking about the skating ring and like the different like hand games we would play like as little girls and the different songs that came out in, like late 90s, early 2000s, you know, thinking about like Two Live Crew, thinking about Soulja Boy, thinking about Gucci Mane, the crunk era, the snap era, just all of these eras and how they kind of shaped how I was informed about, you know, hip hop. Like I'm aware, like we're aware of like East Coast and West Coast rap, but like when you're from the South, there's this right. piece of dancing that makes it unique, right? So yeah. um, I wrote I wrote this blog post and a lot of my friends loved it and my um, research loved supervisor <laughs> loved it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that kind of took me there. And then here I am like a year and a half later, I submitted an abstract and we have a published article. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I love right. that. Congratulations I love that you... on that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, Congratulations yeah. on that. But I do love that you bring up this point about how, like, you know, everybody talks about East Coast and, like, West Coast hip hop. But, you know, like like Andre 3000 said, the South got something to say. I have that tatted okay? on my arm. And we really... <laughs> <laughs> exactly and we can't we can't like count that out when we talk about hip-hop and so I really love how you centered you know women in your in your view of it so um I'm actually just yeah. gonna because we've been talking about this piece a little bit I'm just gonna read your abstract that you wrote <laughs> um I don't know how you feel about having like hearing your own work read to you um or anything like that because like I personally hate the sound of my voice and I edit this podcast and my other podcast and I do it every and I do it every week and I have to listen to my own voice I don't know how you feel about that but I really love this so the piece uh is titled dirty south feminism the girlies got something to say too southern hip-hop women fighting respectability talking mess and twerking up the dirty south so the abstract, you know, says within Southern hip hop, minimal credit has been given to black women who have curated sonic and performance narratives within the Southern region. Many Southern hip hop scholars and journalists have centralized the accomplishments and masculinities of Southern male rap performances. Here, Dirty South Feminism works to explore how agency, location, and black women's rap, lyrics and rhyme, and dance twerking performances in Southern hip hop are established under a contemporary hip-hop womanist framework. I critique the, the history of Southern hip-hop culture by decentralizing male-dominated and hyper-masculine Southern hip-hop identities. Second, I extend hip-hop feminist womanist scholarship that includes tangible references of Black womanhood that emerge out of the South to see how these narratives reshape and reinform representations of Black women and girls within Southern hip-hop culture. I use Dirty South feminism to include geographical understandings of Southern Black women who've grown up in the South and have been sexually shamed, objectified, and pushed to the margins in Southern hip-hop history. I seek to explore the following questions. How does the performance of Black women's presence in hip-hop dance localize the South to expand narratives within Dirty South hip-hop? How can the Dirty South, as geographical place within hip-hop, be a guide to disrupt a conservative hip-hop South through a hip hop womanist lens. Now that was a lot, and it is much much smarter than us. Believe me, uh, some of us barely barely made it through undergrad. But I think I think you bring up like really important points. And when I first read it, I just found myself going like, yes, like every time. Like so, we can talk about our first impressions too. If y'all want to talk about like your first impressions on reading it, but like mm-hmm. I 
was just like I was like agreeing with you on so many of these points and like to see it in print and to see it written by a black woman you know I didn't know you were out there in British Columbia but like even still like to see it written by a southern black woman like from your mouth like it 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 just like really hit in like a different way like I was like I love this (laughs) like I really did love it and like you're so incredibly like brilliant and I love the way that you say things and I love I just no I just like I really loved it so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that thank you yeah I'm yeah I'll go next um I had this similar experience reading it I was just like wow this is everything I've been trying to say that I can't really like formulate and get out so like we have a lot of conversations on here just about women in rap in general of course but just like the idea of sexuality and like pleasure and I guess for us as like people who aren't scholars, we're just like bringing, like pulling things together and it's kind of making sense in our head, but I don't know how well it necessarily translate to the audience. Like if they are catching on to our points. So I feel like um, reading this, it was kind of like a yes, like this is everything I was trying to say. Like this is what I've been trying to get across to people. So we really hope that this interview gets people to like want to read it and yeah see what you have to say so yeah I love it congratulations it was great yeah and also just wanting to engage more in you know the dirty south feminism you know as you put it or just engage more with black women from the south in hip-hop right totally and so I'll start off by saying that um I'm originally from Texas so when you were talking about like little black girls like growing up looking at these like powerful women I was like it's me like just talking about me um yeah and like similar to Shermie and Mariah like I feel like being able to bring in the conversation of like you know sexuality um dominance um you know bravado and being able to have that expressed in such um a, a positive light um I think being able to dive deeper and especially like to Shermie's point like you know, we talk about this on our podcast all the time, but I think being able to have, you know, the facts to back it up. Now we can reference you saying like, hey, we got receipts now. So um, a I was doctor really excited. said that. Got a okay. Doctor. <laughs> a doctor. Doctor. So no, it's really, uh, it just like reaffirms, I think, just the things that we um, say all the time. And now we have some receipts. So I'm excited to, to get into to more about um, this after dark. Thing. So who wants to start? Because we did write down some questions. Shermie, why don't you start? Because you kind of put this whole thing together. Yeah. Um, so why don't you start with your question first? Because there were some like things that we just like really stuck out to us that we really want to like hear your thoughts about. Yeah, so for me, the section that really stuck out was the Southern Bell section. So really talking about um, how the women of the South are like fighting against the Southern Belle um, themes. And so I'm from Chicago. I'm not from the South. And yes, I've always right, known that. Right, me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying me and Mariah are. And I, always I mean, that... Southside Chicago, right? <laughs> you funny. <laughs> Listen, everybody, everybody in Chicago got family in Mississippi, Louisiana, Atlanta. Like, uh-huh. listen, Chicago niggas is just like, we, we're just different because we have coats. That's it. That's it. We the same. Right. We the same. We live in a different life up there. But the idea of like fighting against the Southern Bell was, it was like an aha moment for me when I was reading it. So for you, Adir, I was just wondering like, what does the Southern Belle look like to you? Like, how does it, um, 
look now compared to in the past? And yeah, just kind of like explain to our audience what a Southern Belle is. Because mm-hmm. to me, y'all might hate me when I say this, but when I think of Southern Belle, I'm thinking Phaedra Park. So why was I just about to say that? Why was I just about to <laughs> say Phaedra Parks? Because that's that oh was my her God. thing. Like that was her that was thing, her yeah. thing. She was a Southern Belle, and she's from Atlanta too. I think she's also from Decatur. I think she is. That I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, if you can like explain that trope, yeah. like, what it looks like, how it shows up. Yeah. Yeah. So historically when we're thinking about the Southern Belle, it was always a white woman, right? So if we're thinking like antebellum period, we're yep. thinking I hate the yep. word slavery. But during that era, like that is the ideal of like the poised woman, the Southern woman who, you know, takes care of the house, but she's also like she's 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 upper class, right? So she has this poise, this type of like rich, wealthy energy that, you know, stands out that black women never had access to, right? But then of course when we're looking into the reconstruction period and the growth of like HBCUs and like black wealth then there are Black women who are taking on this type of class dynamic, right? And we see that now with, like, Jack and Jill programs. We kind of see it a little bit with, like, our sororities, you know? We kind of see it with my swoman sisters who are from the South. So claiming this type of femininity that kind of has this history um, where only white women had access to. But I think the great thing about representation for Black women is that, you know, we try to make it where we can. Um, but contemporary, I mean, I, I agree. I, I'm thinking about Phaedra Parks. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, our Southern like women who have this poise, who have this certain class dynamic. Um, but the Southern Belle, she isn't, you know, coming out of these like rural like urban communities. She's not like poor. She is wealthy. You know, she has this elite class dynamic to her. Um, and so in my writing and mentioning it is the way that we're disrupting what the Southern woman looks like in the context of Southern hip hop, um, specifically in the context of like the word of like the dirty South, because if you're a Southern girl, you're not dirty, but it's also the duality um, and the contradictions of like hip hop feminism. Like maybe you are both, maybe you are like, you know, you're classy in these ways, but you like to get ratchet and turn up. You know, you may go to your Jack and Jill like meetings, but we might find you, you know, like on the couch you know, dancing and turning with your homegirls. Um, but I think it's, again, kind of recognizing that duality, but also understanding that the Southern Belle isn't a realistic, I guess, persona that everybody has in the South. But it's also this understanding of respectability and what Black women from the South should be like and how they should strive to be. And we see that with like, you know, our debutante balls and how that's pretty big in the South as well. Um, so it's just looking at all those dynamics and those ways that we look at the imagery of Black women in the South when it comes to kind of these class dynamics of what that looks like. And what do you think about, like, you know, like the rise of hip-hop, per se, and, like, how it's, you know, working against or, like, hindering, like, this trope, and especially women in hip-hop, because I've found, um, you know, and all of us, like, having access to the internet and all these, like, celebrities having access to the same internet just be saying shit that a lot of their lyrics um don't really sometimes don't align with their more conservative mm-hmm. values yeah. as like people and so especially mm-hmm. the women um and so what do you what do you think of like how the southern bell trope fits into or doesn't fit into you know the image of a female rapper 
as 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 a whole. I mean, I think it just falls into respectability politics in general for how women are supposed to behave in popular culture mm-hmm. or just when it comes to representation of black people. So, you know, the Southern Belle or the idea of being respectable or being this poised woman, you know, it doesn't help when leading hip hop artists talk about shaking ass and robbing and scamming men and all these other things, right? My favorite. favorite (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's like, what, like, when are we allowed to make the decisions for our own, like, identity and representation? You know, because at the end of the day, where has respectability Mm, gotten us? And historically, we have always occupied these spaces of sexuality when we're talking about, like, Black blues women, like Ma Rainey, you know, like, historically, there were always, there were, and there have always been Black women that just don't fit into this mode of the respectable Southern women, you know, like, it's it's always going to be like that, you know. And I don't think the rise of hip hop is going to change that. I think it's more hyper focused because of social media and the way that hip hop spreads and the ways in which black people want to be liberated based on imagery and how we're perceived. But again, my thing is when people have the access, they don't really know the history. And I think the great thing about studying mm. Southern hip hop is that when you look mm. at <laughs> When you look at you no, know, you just said a no, you just said a lot right it. there. <laughs> Don't get me started now. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think when you know the history of music, and when you study the history of music, and even the the, the history of southern music, you know that southern hip hop comes from these like long like genres like these long genres of like blues and soul and jazz and gospel which makes southern music so unique but there were always women a part of those genres and specifically when we talk about blues women like they were talking about the same thing that the city girls are saying the same literally the same okay the same shit and they want to act like it's brand new like they never heard of that shit no like they mamas and grandmas wasn't city girls too i'll I'll be a shameless plug and give you all the title of the book but i know it was by (laughs) what is that lady's name it's it's falling on me give me a second but i'm ready for the next question take your time okay all right, I love that. Cherry, did you wanna did you have Yeah, another? I just wanted to um pull out a little excerpt, is I think that's what you call it, from the um from the article based off of what we've been talking about. So the legacy of women in hip hop lives in a binary of being a respectable woman versus a hypersexual Jezebel. Scholars have also noted in contemporary hip hop that black women are now battling the binary of respectability and the ratchet stereotype. And as soon as I heard that, I was just like oh my god like even if you take this outside of hip-hop like women are constantly like fighting and going back and forth of like whether they can whether they're like too ratchet or not so it made me think of like the what do people call it now bouge ghetto era okay that's what the kids are calling it these days mm-hmm. that's what they call it <laughs> But my uh, question based off of that was, um, do you think that a lot of people's response to like the idea of ratchetness and um, 
ghettoness is because they're trying to do a lot of like correcting of the representation of black women that we've seen? Um, um, explain more. I feel like I get it, but I'm I'm a little off the question. Basically, um, I guess what I'm trying to what am I asking? <laughs> so, I guess like the the negative response to like the idea of being ratchet, or okay. ghetto Jezebels, whatever people want to call it. Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of that response is um is because a lot of people are like are trying to like quote unquote correct the uh, images that people have seen of Black women in the past? Yeah, I mean, I, mm, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's two-sided because I think there's a certain type of woman, if we're thinking about, like, women who are ghetto or from the hood or who are ratchet, like, in those communities, like, that's understood. Like, my friend Ratchet, like, girl, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm, it's, it's, I don't think it takes that much I don't think the amount of shame is as heavy when it's like other elitist like black groups that try to shame it. Because I think one thing that I learned from Mickey Kendall's hood feminism is that like the lives and experiences that black girls in like low income or urban communities experience is a different type of like culture that folks who don't live in those communities understand. And I think that falls in line with what it, it means to be, you know, ghetto or hood or ratchet, because those are real people with real lives. And oftentimes they may not see their experience as negative because that's what, that's just their experience, you know. And of course, again, going back to respectability politics, you know, they want to shame girls from the hood for being who they are. And that comes out in like dialect and language, like just because I have a southern accent doesn't mean I'm ignorant. You know, or just because, you know, so-and-so uses twang, that doesn't mean she's stupid. And that's something that comes up in the classes with, like, when I did teach, like, I had taught um, this high school class of students. They were taking a college course. Um, And they were just saying, like, and they're just high school girls just expressing, like, I know what I'm trying to say, you know. And it's just, like, this is where I come from. This is how I talk. And I think that kind of loses its essence for like black culture because there's just some ways that we live, grow and experience life just because of where we have, like where our roots are planted. And so trying to shake that and try to shame black folks who just talk and live based on where they come from creates this ideology that we're supposed to be better as if the way that we are is already problematic. And have you and have you like ever seen any examples of like people doing that to like black women in hip hop like specifically like can you think of any like where people are shaming them for like the way they dress or like the way they talk like I mean, specifically I mean because I, they don't get it I mean our very own hip hop legends do the same stuff you know that's the crazy part yeah it's mm-hmm. like yeah you 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 like the video vixen enough just to be in your videos but then you don't really consider them like good women good enough women but you're cheating your wives with these video vixens you know um and i think again it's like understanding that like black people aren't monolithic and we come from different places 
And that's why I sent her like the geography of the South because we have this historical connection to the antebellum South. And we do have this unique Mm -hmm. connection, you know, to these Southern roots that make us different in regards to Black folks who have migrated to other cities. And this doesn't just negate the fact of like the Black experience because you're from the South. You know, and that comes up in conversation with Southern hip hop. You know, when Southern hip hop started to make its rise in the early, you know, 90s, East Coast and West Coast, you know, like producers and like labels were not trying to hear that because of the way of like how literally rappers are talking and what they're talking about. So it's like shaming the South when it's just like y'all couldn't be here without the South in the first place. Exactly. Okay. And when you and you bring up and you bring up a really good point about like video vixens and like how they're like oh and like the strip club culture and dancing and um you know about how like they're good enough to be in the videos and like sell merchandise and draw in the crowd but you don't respect them. And I think Bree when we were talking like you had brought up a really good point about this. So did you want to go ahead and like take over about over like your question about dancing because that's a really big part of this and i really love that yeah well first i want to share like i like this point that you had here i put a star by it you said black women who occupy hip-hop visuals erotic dance cultures actually center and support the lives of black sex workers that fuel sex economy of hip-hop which i thought was super interesting um but yeah like kind of going back to the whole notion of of dancing you also mentioned that like um, I I find the extracting interviews from strippers and video vixens like Kareem Stephens, um, Melissa Ford, and Buffy the Body grants them a space to discuss their career choices and to address Black women's sexual and physical freedoms that challenge male notions of female sexuality and pleasure. And so my my question is, you know, um. Have you seen like ET video vixens YouTube series? If so, what are your your thoughts there? So I haven't seen the series, but I've seen a documentary like related to that, you know, where it was um, Melissa Ford, you know, kind of talking about her experiences. Um, And I don't want to call her Superhead. Why can I think of her, her real name? Kareen Stephens, like, Kareen, Kareen Stephens. yes, like, Stephens. her, her experiences, um, and just, Manone Miller has this book called Brown Sugar that looks at, like, Black women in pornography, and she has this section on whole theory, you know, and she outlines the ways in which, like, the idea of being a hoe is meant to diminish, like, and again, shame, women who you know are exploring their sexuality or performing it for capital through pornography or being a video vixen and all of these things and i guess my the reason i'm behind again incorporating that and this understanding of like video vixens in the south and like sex workers and strippers you know is an understanding that again looking at the geographical landscape of what southern hip-hop looks like for women And when we're looking at dance specifically, strip clubs, you know, have a big impact on the culture. And not just because we see strippers dancing in the music videos, but 
factually, right. like Magic City in Atlanta is the club that like, artists will go, right. you know, sample their music at. Like you are going to hear it first before you yeah. go out on the radio, the before it starts. It. Right, the dancers got to approve it. If it's something for them to shake their ass right. with, then it's a hit. But if it's not, then you right. have to go back in the studio. That's what they said on P Valley. At literally, for the mention P Valley. She, what did she say? Literally, for right. mention P Valley. Like <laughs> that is what happens in the South, you know, and validating that mm-hmm. this pushes the culture. Literally, like if you don't have a place, right. you know, if you don't have a place in the strip club to like showcase this music, or if you want your music video to pop. And you wanted to make it sexy. You're not going to call your homeboys to make it sexy. You're going to call these girls at Magic City, at V Live, at G5. Like, you were going to call these women. You know, you're going to do this casting call for women. That's so true. And then I guess back to the earlier point about, like, you know, people who are shaming these workers are our own rappers. And Snoop Dogg has said a lot of crazy things about, like, women. And it's like, you had a whole, like, collection (laughs) of porn, like, Snoop Dogg, like, hip-hop porn. Like, you did that. So, you what? know. Yeah, he definitely, it like... It actually made me think of, like, Jermaine Dupri, too. Uh, same. I don't know if y'all remember when he had the comment um, saying, like, oh, a lot of the women rappers that we have now, they're, they're like, all ex-strippers or they're all strippers. And it's like... Right. right. <laughs> I, but it's, but it's like, don't you see how easily one could go from being one to the other yeah. in hip-hop? Like, they're so intertwined. Right, yeah. Right. So but it's it's a part of the culture. Like, I guess the fo- oh. oh no, that's all I had to say. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like speaking of like speaking of the culture, like um, you also mentioned here like black women's sexual agency where they have the power to sell the rap, uh, the rapper with dancing abilities and looks. And you know, um, this could also go into like our our other points about like agency and stuff like that. But you know, do you also see? how um i guess like the industry continues to use like our bodies as a way of like pushing their agenda for like marketability and stuff like that like how would you i guess how would you um respond to like questions like that of like you know yeah they feel good in their body but that's how they sell music like you know like yeah how would you you respond i mean it goes a lot of different ways but my argument is always the same like how are you going to tell somebody if they're being manipulated or not? You know, I mean, of course, manipulation is very real. Let me put that out there. People are manipulated. You know, people are hypersexualized. I don't want that to be like, I want to be clear that that is a thing. But I think the great thing about like hip hop feminism is to recognize those contradictions that like there is some terrible rap music out there that talks terribly about women but there are also women who will go to these video shoots and dance behind the artist for them songs and nobody can tell you about your self-worth but yourself because it's your motherfucking self you know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Not a polo. And that's the scary part. It's like the idea. It's it's a lot. It's like the idea that you know because historically, yes, black women have been victims of hypersexuality. You know, if we're looking at the Jezebel and the Sapphire, and we're looking at you know, all the ways in which Black women have been raped in the past and sexually assaulted in the past and how our bodies have been labeled as grotesque because we have bigger hips than other racialized groups. Yes, those things are very real. Those are very apparent. But I think there is always space 
to recognize the fact that one, all of these women who, I'm not to all, a lot of these women who are engaging in sex within the hip hop, within hip hop, like they're adult women. And what if there is a possibility that these women actually want to do what they want to do and they like doing what they want to do? Because the reason that people interpret that they don't like doing it is because people project shame onto these women. It's like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Exactly. Like, exactly. you hate your life. Why do I have to hate mine? Yeah, you know, you don't love yourself because you are showing X amount of pieces. Like, these have to be private. But there is a space for privacy and public, you know, like expression of sexuality. But Black women always have to put their sexuality in the private. But even if you're private about it and somebody blasts your stuff or it come outside of the bedroom, married or not, you are still going to be labeled a hoe. So it's this idea of trying to... Damned if you do, damned if you Exactly. So as much as you try to kind of escape these, you know, racialized stereotypes, it's the idea that maybe for once, let Black women navigate their autonomy when it comes to sex and sexuality, because when has there been a time we've been allowed to do that? Because men yes. men can do it, yes. you know, men can do it. That's yeah. cool. Effortlessly. You know, future can talk about yeah. peeing on people. That's cool, you know. Peeing on people, <laughs> yes. Let's, let's bring it up. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> he, he said that. But I'm not anti, like, kink. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you are into golden you showers, know, do your thing. fine. Do your thing. And if you want to tell the world about it, do your thing. But the problem is, is when women, you know, ex- say something you know i like to shake my ass it's like oh my god she's bringing down the black community how could you say that we don't believe that everything we built you know everything and it's like of all the things that have been that are wrong in the black community that's what you're mad about the little black girl you know it's just ridiculous and it's just not fair because we are adult women you know and it's the idea that when can adult women express their sexuality Yes, and you know what? You bring up a really good point, and it's like it brings me to like my la- our last like really like our big thing, and it was about autonomy. Mm-hmm. And when I think of like what drew me as a young girl, young black girl, like you know, just what drew me to hip hop and specifically to black women in hip hop was just how like free they were yeah you know the shit that they used to talk and like the way that they used to dress and like or not used to but the shit that they talk and the way that they dress and the way that they just like are themselves and they have agency over their cells and i want to know how big of a role do you think like southern women in hip-hop have played a role in this and like what what is their role in this like how big it is for black women in hip hop to have agency over their own bodies and their own lives and to be as free as they are today, because I feel like that's the way that we know it. Yeah. So how, how much do, how much does dirty self feminism really play into that and build that? Um, dirty self feminism honestly makes me feel happy that I had fun, you know, when I was younger, I think, you know, and I, that's one mm-hmm. thing that I do yeah. fear is like my work becomes too academic because it's I don't want it to be super academic. Like it's about like us. Even if you're not from the South, you like respect the fact like the South has provided some really fun music to like dance to. Like growing up and like lean exactly. with a rock with it and like passing it to your friends or like baby, we was all in <laughs> big ass white t shirts, you know, okay? The with the jabos on exactly. looking like damn fools. Okay, but we was doing it. You know, but it was it was all so much fun. <laughs> 
it was so fun, you know, making these these videos at the beginning of like YouTube and like MySpace. It's like that was fun. We had fun, and that's how you know artists kept pushing new music. So we get the Winter Rockwood, we get the Walk It Out, we get you know the Pool Palace, we get Superman. You know, we get all of these different songs, and it's just an experience. And I think when we look at like women like Missy Elliott, you know, people forget that Virginia's. Yeah, it's the DMV, but we claim it as the South, you know. But it's the South. It's the South. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to draw a geographical line. Right. And but she's Southern, you know, and the way that her music videos were always fun. She always had like really cool outfits, really great choreography, you know, she had so many southern mics. Oh, believe me, we are Missy Elliott's. She's the queen. Over here. You know? Okay. Right. She's the queen. Period. And then I think the reason that people love Megan is because she's fun. You know, she's gorgeous, she's a good person, she loves the South, but yes. she's fun, you know, like, yes. her music is fun. Um, and when we think about what comes out of the South in regards to, like, dance in all of its forms, if we think about, like, major at dancing and, like, we're thinking about what that looks like to, like, go to a game and, like, dance to live music, like, that shit is fun, you know, like... It's about having fun and how we push the culture, you know, in these unique ways through dance. That's just fucking fun, you know? Go to the strip club and the dancer is on the pole, standing on another chick's ankles, and then she climbing. Like, that shit looks... Just do it on the ceiling. Just like, how are you doing this? Okay, those are my favorite athletes. You know? They're the athletes, they're poors. They're like... I don't know if they're having fun. They might be having fun. They might have fun, but it's fun to look at. Like, that is amazing. You know, yeah, that's amazing talent. Fun. Fun. <laughs> right. So it's like thinking about, like, again, what the contradictions that we, that Joe Morgan talks about, how does that look for us in the South? Like, the music is telling you, shake your ass, bitch, let me see what you got. And it's like, okay. You know, I'm going to shake my ass because this song is the shit. I can do that. Okay. If I can't do nothing else, believe you know, me, like, I can do that. Right <laughs> brunch, brunch right now. I mean, it's Not fun. It's fun. And it's harmless, you know, because people always like, what about the children? It's just like, we are having fun. Like, yes, I was on the wall shaking my little ass in high school. Like, we were all doing it. The guys like it. Weren't we all? You know, like. Fuck them kids. Some guys. You know, they know how to handle, they knew how to handle themselves. Like, you get your, they get their little dance and then move on to the next girl. Or we all just, you know, like, it's, it's fun. And But it's unspoken and it's understood that we're just having right, fun. It's just exactly, fun, exactly. you know. Um, and I think when you try to take that away from folks, you know, it brings back that shame that I talk about. It's like, honestly, it's no amount of, like respect that I'm going to get for white people that's going to make me feel better about doing what I do you know like I'm not asking for respect from whiteness or white supremacy like I'm asking for liberation and I feel liberated when I dance yeah, I love that I, love that. I, I, love I that. really <laughs> do love that and I think it's like I think that's a really good like uh, like closing question for us to ask you because you said you know you don't want your work to get to become too like uh, scholarly or to really like come like so far away from the roots of it mm-hmm. and from your roots mm-hmm. in Decatur and growing up in the South. So what do you think then is the future of Dirty South feminism? And how do you like <laughs> see the women of rap today aligning themselves with that framework? Yeah. Um, 
I love my job right now. I am a digital archivist at the Museum of Pop Culture. And it's me doing research on... Very important work. <laughs> Very important. It's me doing research on early on the early era of hip-hop, so like 1975 to like 1999. And I just love the fact that I am doing research and providing history in the most simplest forms, like... This is Outcast the Quimini. It came out, you know, 1995. Like, here it is. This album did this. Right. Period. Love it. Love it's it. not me. A Quimini delved into the Afrocentric, you know, experiences. But I don't right, want right. to do all that. <laughs> You're not doing that. all that. I don't want to do all that. Just here it is. <laughs> you know, like, even my own paper, it's like the performance of Black women. It's just like, we are dancing in South and turning up and having a good fucking time. Like, that's, it is what it is. And it's important to us because yeah. we love it. Yeah. And so with that, um, I want my dissertation to be an exhibit. So ideally, I want mm. women to submit videos of them dancing. Um, and then... You want one right now? I said it right now. <laughs> I'm going to send out participant like requests. If y'all want to do it, I would love to have y'all. And I'm trying to make sure y'all yeah, get paid. I'll say my name. That ain't no problem. <laughs> but that's the point. You know, like, I want y'all to, like, like, I want Black girls, Black women from the South to, like, showcase their memories, right? To, like, building this, like, visual archive of, like, how dancing in the South makes you feel. And, like, it, tell me about it. Like, literally, like, express to me like what this song or this dance mean to you or meant to you five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. And I want to showcase that, you know, I want people to see like this type of shit has always been here. So if you want to say like, you know, scrub the ground was your jam and you literally are scrubbing the ground and you want me to show folks like this was what you loved, then yes, I want to like highlight that and make it accessible for everybody. You know, and if I could build yeah. on that with like a traveling exhibit with other things and other components, I would want to because I just don't want to. I love academia, but it's like it's not fair because I'm talking about people that I'm not in community with because academia is so elitist. And if I want black girls mm -hmm. to engage with my work, they can't do that from the University of British Columbia because they don't know where the hell that's at. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like if I, can, <laughs> I was definitely about to say, girl, outside you of know, I can't point where that is. <laughs> if I could have something really, really cool and cute at like, you know, at an exhibit at a local community center or a library or at the museum in a local neighborhood, like I will do that so that folks can, who look like us and who lived like us in the past, like can have something that makes them feel validated within Southern hip hop culture. Yeah, no, I really love that. Well, thank yeah, that you. Was beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're thank welcome. you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming here and talking to us. So, Adira, where can people find you on like social media um, or maybe a website? Yes. So, you can find me on Twitter at Nubian Locks with a Z. And then you can just honestly Google me and the first link should be like my website. I don't know. I have like, I'm on a million different websites. LinkedIn, 
my school website. But if you really want to engage, you hear that she's everywhere. She's, she's everywhere. Mm-hmm. She's about to global. blow up. Mm-hmm. Global. Okay. Yeah. If global, if you will. Nah. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for doing no, this. Thank you. It's like such a pleasure to like talk to you and to read your work and to have you say in such a you know, very educated and smart way. All the things our dumbasses no. are saying. I just want you to know. I just want you to know we've been on our best behavior because usually one of us is drunk or mm-hmm. under the influence <laughs> while we record. And I, we all came here stone cold sober today. Oh, what? So we, we, had to, we had to, yeah. <laughs> we had to be Did y'all not read the paper? Did y'all not read the paper? I'm from the South, okay? <laughs> Look, we we knew to this. We was a little a little nervous. Like, right. Y'all are scholar. I am Lord. We cannot believe you agreed to do this. That's what the pride. Nah, I'm beyond that. We gotta be correct. Respectable politics, if you know. No, no, uh, uh. I want to redo. I mean, you got to come back and see us in our in our full form because exactly we have to have right, you on we'll for like a back. full episode where we talk shit. Oh, bring me back um, for that. One. Bring me back for that one. If y'all talking shit about like Boosie or somebody, yes, let's do it. We love talking shit about niggas. That's our do. favorite yeah, pastime. Okay, that's yeah, all we do. Mine too. Um, but well, but thank you so much thank you. for being on this episode. Um, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Oh, no problem. You know, I, it's like it's so important to like have somebody like recording our history yeah. and like writing it down because shit gets lost, you know? And another one of my like hobbies and pastimes is like I love like classic black Hollywood. Oh yeah. And I'm always reading on that and researching that. But a lot of that shit from like the nineteen fifties, yeah. like nineteen twenties, a lot of that shit is lost to history. And I don't think the same thing needs to happen for this era in hip hop. Like, yeah, I and I so think I love that you do that. And I think honestly, it's we're getting some we're getting some of the good books of like women women's hip hop history. But again, a lot yes. of these journalists are not skin folk or kin folk, and mm-hmm. I gotta make sure mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we are writing and telling our uh, story. You said it, not us. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to say it. For real. But thank you, ladies, so much. Um, but yeah. Yeah, thank you, and like, have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Where My Girls At, brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It really helps. You can find us on Twitter at Where My Girls At 2 and Instagram, Where My Girls At underscore TH. Make sure you check out our other podcast, Does It Hold Up?, The Blacklist, and all the other content we offer on our website texturedare.com. Until next time.